The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. The pandemic is sweeping the globe. Uh, Consequences of the deadly virus are being seen in millions of lives. Well, the conversation today about what is the right thing to pray? Who should I pray for? How should I pray? And even the question, should I even pray? Well, our special guest today says Christians are called to a prayer battle and suggesting two levels battling for souls and battling for breakthrough. He says the first and most important reason why it's imperative to pray is for freedom for the good news of Jesus Christ to be proclaimed. Robin Johnson is founder of the Million Praying Men, and I want to make a special welcome back to 2020 to you, Robin Johnson. Hi, good morning, Neil. It's great to be back with you and uh, all the listeners this morning. Robin, just start with uh, your own perceptions. Uh, As things go, uh, things do appear to be getting worse. Uh, I know you take this uh, very, very significant uh, prayer level focus on what's going on with the pandemic. What are your thoughts, though, about just how things are deepening in some places, perhaps more than others, but certainly deepening? Well, Well, it is, and... Right now, the world is looking at a situation where almost it, it continues to seem to be hopeless, but it's not hopeless. Um, and I think this before, when you had Martin Isles on, um, he made a very important um, comment right, at, I think, at the beginning of your interview, where he talked about things that will not long um, uh, last forever. And I think that was a, a quite a pertinent um, statement amongst all that we're doing that that this this isn't going to be life forevermore, and and things will change, but there are things that we need to do while we are in the middle of of this um, battle for life, as it were. Just to draw attention, Robin, you are in Melbourne, and so you're in the throes of lockdown, and that seems to be extended for you in Melbourne. Of course, uh, real issues and the biggest situation in New South Wales, uh, that's continuing to grow all the time. Uh, But you're in the middle of lockdown. How's that affecting you? Is that something that's affecting you more personally? Well, yes, it is, but I think there are, there are people that are suffering from this lockdown far greater than what we are. We're fortunate to live in a, a suburb, a region of, in fact, we live in regional Victoria, um, but our Premier, in his uh, wisdom, has decided to bring our area into metropolitan Melbourne, um, which is a point of contention for many residents in this area. Um, and we have not COVID. We had a few cases of COVID back in 2020 in the early days. Um, and so we don't have COVID in this area. Um, but for us personally, 
you know, we we don't see all our family, um, but we we're not losing our business. Uh, we have grandchildren, of course, who are suffering from from not being at school. We we see their lives, we see their education being damaged, um, and but for us personally, we're okay. But that's not the issue. As Christians, it's it's not about us. <laughs> it never is. And uh, we can't we can't be looking at ourselves. It can't be about self-interest. It has to be about the interests of others, and especially those that are suffering. And there are many people suffering. And as some people have suggested, it is that the lockdowns and the um, the procedures to stop this COVID nineteen um, cursed thing is that these things are worse than the virus itself. Just to bring everybody, wherever they might be listening, all around Australia today into our conversation, because uh, as we say, uh, Robin, you're in uh, Melbourne, or just uh, considered to be Greater Melbourne. Uh, of course, there's listeners throughout New South Wales in uh, in very, very tight uh, lockdown conditions. But then there's the opposite end of the spectrum of listeners in Western Australia, and you might include listeners in Queensland and listeners in Tasmania, where there's uh, quite a significant freedom, and and perhaps even that freedom that you experience when you're not in lockdown makes you think that this is not an important thing to bring to the priority, the higher levels of priority in your prayer life. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Robin, for including everyone around Australia in, in the sorts of things we want to unpack today? Well, the Bible tells us to pray. <laughs> um, and again, unfortunately, Christians are um, you know, human beings like everybody else on the planet. Um, and for some, self-interest is, is always at the fore. But you know, when we see people suffering, whether we are suffering or whether people are suffering around us or people are suffering, hurting, whatever the situation, whether it be in Australia or across the world, uh, the, the command of the Bible for us to pray is, is still the same. It's not, well, if you're in difficulty, pray. It, it tells us if we're in difficulty to pray, but that's not the only reason. And so we're called to pray. We're called to be people who, who are proactive in, in, in praying to God, to, to believing the God that we believe, that, that, that created this universe, the God that has immeasurable power, uh, immeasurable greatness, that we can come before his throne. We, we have access, the Bible says, and we can, we can bring the needs of, of people, not only in Australia, but all over the world, those that are suffering from COVID. In Afghanistan, the people are suffering. We, we have a, a mandate from God to pray. Now, there's been a number of significant prayer initiatives of recent times, and you've got leaders who have been on you know major Zoom prayer initiatives and uh, the call to pray. It's like, is there advantage, do you think, if you're talking about how prayer works, when a whole nation is praying on the one level or the whole nation has the priority for prayer right. Any thoughts here on the unity that comes when you're, when you're in prayer? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when we're out of COVID situations, we, we gather in mass and, and those times where there are thousands of people gathering together, um, it's almost impossible to, to measure exactly the impact of those prayers. 
But as you look down time, you, you see answers to prayer. And right now we can't do that. We can't gather publicly the thousands. So we can gather by Zoom and, and all over this nation. Um, but I'm a great believer in just prayer and, and more prayer. So, you know, everybody can't be on everybody's Zoom call, but everybody can be praying. And, and, and I think that's the thing. Anything that promotes prayer for a breakthrough, for, for whether it's winning people to Jesus or it's breakthrough to see this, this cursed COVID thing die, um, whatever is promoting prayer, I give it an absolute amen. Now, uh, all sorts of people pray in different ways. And in my introduction, I said, you've got a couple of priorities. And I know there are a whole lot more priorities that you could put in order of how you pray. But to just introduce the idea of two priorities, the idea of battling for souls and battling for breakthrough. This has been in your thoughts. This has been in the way that you've been leading others in the way that they pray. Uh, let's talk about battling for souls because that's the one you've put as the priority. What does that look like to you, Robin Johnson? Well, that begins with praying for those people around you that, that you need to be able to witness to. It's not just saying, oh, God bless everybody, God help everybody, God save everybody. Nice intent, maybe in that prayer. But praying for souls starts with praying for people that are in your, what I call your sphere of influence. So whether it's family or friends, um, workmates, associates, th those are the people you start praying for. But the, 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 the Bible priority for, for souls never diminishes. So we're, we're, whatever's happening in the world, we are called to, to be a witness of Jesus Christ. We're, we're called to, to share the, the good news of Jesus Christ. That's always the priority. How we do that might change, but that has to be the priority. If we move from that priority, then we start sliding down a, 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 um, a scale um, and, and end up in religion. We're, we're just practicing things. So, so the winning of souls, the, the introducing people to Jesus Christ, always has to be the first priority. We've got a first priority there, and uh, for some, they're, they're probably, um, you know, there's a blockage that says, well, we've got a pandemic on. Uh, why am I now being uh, asked to pray for souls? Uh, there's a certain sense here. There's some, some sayings come to mind for me. The idea that God is more interested in our holiness over our happiness and in some sense here, more interested in our salvation more than even our safety. But uh, sometimes our happiness and our safety seems to be our priority in prayer. But there's a certain sense here in which when you start to say battling for souls is more important than even the breakthrough for the crisis, uh, some people find it difficult to actually get that, uh, that context right, Robin. Any thoughts here? Well, the reason why it's so important is that we are all e eternal beings. And so amidst this COVID crisis where we have thousands upon thousands around the world, millions of people dying from COVID, how many of those people going into eternity without Christ? And so it, it's not just, you know, being happy <laughs> um, and uh, being comfortable or getting through this comfortable stage and then I'll do something else. 
But the priority is that, that we've got to be thinking of others. And, and introducing people to Christ in the midst of this COVID crisis is, is an, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm lost for words this morning. Um, <laughs> an incredible blessing. For, for someone who is struggling, someone who is, who is hopeless, someone who doesn't know which way is up, and we bring in to share the love and the grace of Jesus with them, we, and, they, and they receive that message, they then have tools to be able to live through this crisis. We've had some conversations, you and I, of recent times around issues to do with fear and the COVID crisis, so when we're talking about salvation, uh, the idea that there is a eternal soul to be won, which is actually even priority above the idea of breakthrough around the crisis, uh, the idea that people are, in fact, and uh, so many of us will be able to identify this in our own families and our neighbours, that people are gripped by fear. Uh, is this idea of fear, in fact, an open door for a message of the gospel? Oh, I think it is. I, it's just an open invitation. You know, I'm I'm not living in fear. Um, and I'm sure that you're not living in fear, Neil. I know you. I have heard you. <laughs> that, and there are many Christians not living in fear. Um, but for those that are, and, and fear is always attached to hopelessness, that as we speak about Christ, not, not only for his... His, his forgiveness of sins that, that, that brings us into that personal relationship with, with, with our Father God. It, it again, it's going to give people a, a different perspective on life. That when they, their eyes are opened and, and, and they see that there's an end in sight and that there is, it's not just hopelessness, but there is hope. And we have a God that, that, that can help them through you know, circumstances might not always change, but God doesn't change and he always brings us through. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our talkback line is open. You're welcome to join in our conversation. You might have a question or a comment. Uh, you might even have a critique of our conversation. That's fine too. 1-800-316-316. We're talking about something very, very Christian today, and that is how you pray into a pandemic that is worsening. And if you've been listening to our conversation uh, since the start of our 2020 program today, you'll know that uh, there's parallel things that are going on left, right and centre. Uh, freedoms that are being taken away, all sorts of issues that are a part of what's unfolding with the pandemic. So we're talking priorities for prayer, battling for souls and battling for breakthrough, the two that are uh, prominent in the way that we're discussing these things. Robin Johnson is founder of The Million Praying Men. He is our guest. Uh, Robin, what are your thoughts here for the secondary uh, focus here, the battling for breakthrough? Because this is the one that seems to, for a lot of people, comes to mind first beyond the idea of the importance of souls. What are your thoughts here? Oh, absolutely, Neil. Um, but let me just tie this together. Um, the, the, the foundation of, of Million Praying Men comes out of 1 Timothy chapter 2 and, and verses 1 to 8. And, and we know in verse 1 it tells us to pray for all people. 
Um, but it also tells us to pray for political leaders, for, for those in authority, kings and governments, and, and so, so, the, so on. Um, and, and then Paul goes on in those verses, and he, and he makes a statement. It's pleasing to God um, to pray um, that all men might embrace the knowledge of truth, that all men might come to Christ. And, and, and so the two things are actually tied together here. The first one that we talked about being the priority of souls. But the other one is, is praying for breakthrough, um, where it talks about praying for, for government leaders. And, and, and that's where we're praying right now. Um, and, and this is our battleground. So there, there's the twofold. And, and one helps the other. <laughs> and so praying for souls will, will bring us that victory. But praying for government leaders, that, that's going to give us a, an opportunity to be able to preach the gospel more. When we're praying for leaders, this introduces the idea of a spiritual battle because we might be able to name leaders all around Australia and uh, and put them in a category, a godly leader, ungodly leader. Uh, the idea of a spiritual battle, the battle of light versus darkness, the idea that as Christians we understand, you know, there is a two sides on the battle. But these two sides of the battle, uh, where the rubber hits the road, happen in the lives of people. So praying for leaders here, because there is a spiritual battle. How do you describe that spiritual battle that's going on? I think the first thing that we, we really need to clarify, this is not a personality battle. This is not playing, praying down your your political agendas. This is not praying down the whether you're on the right of politics or whether you're on the left of politics. This is, this is not a political um, debate. This is, this is a, a praying for all in authority. Um, and so this is where we go with, with the, the, the spiritual battle. We know that in Ephesians, Paul tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, uh, but we're wrestling against rulers, against powers, against world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. See, the, the world is not just a natural place. The world is dominated by the spiritual realm, whether it's the spiritual realm, the influence of the kingdom of God on our lives, or, or the world is being dictated by the prince of the power of the air, or as, as Paul also talks about in Corinthians, that the, that the, the God of this world has blinded the eyes of, 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 of the people who don't know Christ. And so this is not a personality battle. This is, this is a spiritual battle, and uh, it it's, has principles to that battle. There's a very secular way of thinking about that sort of battle, and uh, for the mind that's influenced by the idea that we're in a secular nation, uh, people will play down at the idea that there is a spiritual battle, but let's come back as uh, finding a biblical foundation there. There is a spiritual battle that's going on. But there's also an aspiration uh, that I note you've been writing about, the idea that in the battle... Uh, you are, in, in fact, looking for a good outcome, a good place, and that is the idea of a peaceful life. Uh, what are your thoughts here about, uh, as you're in prayer, recognizing a battle is going on, uh, that a peaceful life may actually be one of your goals? Oh, absolutely, Neil. <laughs> That's what the Bible is telling us to pray for. 
um, it's much easier to preach the gospel when we live in peace than in a war zone. We we have network partners and and friends who are right now in war zones, and that's still trying to preach the gospel, but it's so much more difficult. And so when we have peace, and again, that peace is on two levels. That peace, when, when we come to God and we unburden our hearts and everything that, that is a crisis that is going on inside of us, our anxieties, our own personal fears, as the Bible says, cast all your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. And when we do, then, as, as it says in, in, and Paul says again, that the peace of God that passes all understanding will flood your hearts. And so there's two levels of peace. There's this personal peace where each one of us can work, walk in a realm of, of peace and tranquility. But then again, we need peace in this world to have freedom to preach the gospel. Freedom to preach the gospel it seems to be a very high priority. The question I'm asking on Facebook today, what do you think the highest priority for prayer is as the COVID crisis deepens? Uh, Kepler responses, Roy says, Revelation 22.20, Even so, come Lord Jesus. Uh, Adam says, Matthew 9.38, Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Now some important aspects there were not too long out from the news, but Robin, uh, a, a thought or two on, on either of those points? <laughs> yes, I've, I've, I've had the message about we, we, the only thing we should be praying for is come quickly, Lord Jesus. Um, it, it, that, that's a wonderful thought and... and uh, um, what do I say? Yes, of course, we all want Jesus to come quickly, but, but not 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 at self-interest. We there, there are thousands, there are millions across this world that still need to know Him, and uh, and and there are we have other articles on this on the site, um, also, and and there's there's another one specific that talks about praying for the for the Lord of the Harvest to send out harvest workers, and. Uh, when, when I talk about the priority of souls, that is always in, in the background. Um, so it's, again, it's, it's just the, you know, using particular phrases, using words. And uh, to, to, to the person that wrote that on, on the Facebook page, thank you, because that is the priority. Okay, we're talking we priorities. and. Uh, Robin, about to go to news. Uh, Robin Johnson, if we're talking about these priorities, some people will be saying truth has been sacrificed in so many ways. It's hard to actually be able to tell who is telling the truth uh, going through a COVID crisis. What are your thoughts for how the Christian believer prays uh, in this area of breakthrough around issues of truth? What have you been thinking about? Well, I... Been looking at it as everybody has, and that there's there's so much conflict of information. Um, you know, let's just put aside the, um, the the way out there conspiracy stuff that's floating around, and which which is just not helpful at all. But on 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 the hand of you know there are there are health experts that are saying one thing, and uh, then there's a, a whole pile of health experts on the other side saying. Uh, you know something different, um, and so people I think uh, are struggling to find what 
What is the way through? Do we just simply trust our governments? Um, and some people are just bent. Uh, that's not really the right word, but, um, you know, yes, we just trust the government. That's, that's what we were brought up to believe. And then there's others on the other side who say, no, 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 we, we don't trust government and whatever reason they have for that may be legitimate, maybe not. So, so we're caught in the middle of these. I think as Christians, the first thing we need to do is, is find common ground. If, if, if Christians can unite, like we spoke before, Neil, about these gatherings, these Zoom gatherings of prayer that have been going on, that if we can unite on what we agree, don't, don't start battling on what we, we disagree over, but let's find the basis of what we can agree on and, and, and have a point of unity. But the other thing is I, I, I've been praying, and, and I've been praying this almost from the beginning of the pandemic, uh, almost daily with my wife, we've, we've, we've focused in on this, is to pray for truth to be revealed and that hidden agendas be exposed. Interesting as Christians, and uh, I note this, there has been a tendency for Christians to not trust the government. And uh, as you say, there are some who've been raised to trust the government. And so the idea of godly government, and this is where it comes back to this idea of praying for your political leaders, uh, whether they be Christian or not, and uh, and this idea of trust and truth, uh, just to believe that God is going to be the one who's going to reveal truth, because there's a certain sense, isn't there, in which truth has that element which Christians tend to rely on most, and that is there is some level of common sense as we are able to look at scriptural uh, foundations as to what's real and what's not. So this idea of breakthrough in truth, uh, the cutting through the confusion, uh, this is one of those things, certainly, isn't it, uh, that perhaps uh, individuals and into family groups and church groups uh, cutting through confusion. What are your thoughts here for the, the way confusion seems to throw us into all sorts of turmoil? <laughs> It's a part of the tactics of the enemy. There's no doubt about that. You know, the, 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 the devil isn't all powerful. And the only power that he has um, over a believer, especially, is the power of persuasion. The power that he had in the garden was to persuade Adam and Eve to make the wrong choice. And, and, and that's no different today. He, he doesn't have power over us. Only the power of um, suggestion, as it were. But, you know, we have the scriptures. Um, and in Romans fifteen four it says the scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. So 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 God is, is giving us tools and we and we have the scriptures that are that are the foundations for for us to find our way through. But then again the, the, the scriptures don't give a, a a precise detailed answer to all things. And so we've got to seek wisdom in this. The Bible tells us about wisdom. It tells us that the, the, the wisdom from above is, is filled with peace. It's considerate. Uh, it's teachable. It, it's not prejudiced. It's not hypocrisy. Um, and uh, it always bears righteousness. It's the good seeds um, of wisdom's fruit um, will be planted with peaceful acts by those cherishing and, and desiring to make peace. 
1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Let's take a call. Graham is in Burnie, Tasmania. Hello, Graham. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, look, uh, the confusion that's going on around the world and here in Australia, has Matthew 24 got anything to tell us? Okay, Matthew 24, Jesus talking about uh, the end of days. Uh, Robin, your thoughts uh, for Graham? Hi, Graham. Great for you to join us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we are living in the last days. There's no doubt about that. Um, and there's no denying that. Um, and uh, so, you know, these things are going to happen. I think as Christians, we need to be careful that we don't get fatalistic about that. Uh, in the sense that, well, it's going to happen, so, you know, let's just hunker down and, and wait for Jesus to come. Um, I'm not suggesting that's your viewpoint, Graham, but maybe you can tell us what, what more you, were you thinking about that. Anything specific well, out of Matthew 24, Graham? Well, it's about plagues and all these sorts of things and sorrows. Uh, there's many more other things, you know, I mean... Uh, a, a rejection of God so much that you'd be locked up for talking about God and those things are happening. And uh, I do say this a lot. People don't like probably saying it, but God is trying to get a message today because we, the world is bottleneck now as far as what's happening in the world, what God's word says. It's, we're starting to bottleneck. And uh, I won't say any more than that. Uh, Robin? Yeah, thanks, Graham. And and you are right. It's you know, these difficult times. But again, let me emphasize that whether we're in difficult times, whether we're actually watching Bible prophecy unfold before our very eyes, doesn't change the fact that we, we have a command uh, uh, to pray, um, to pray for all men, to pray for governments, and uh, that, 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 that the gospel will go forth. So even in the midst of that, um, see, I think one of the things we struggle with in Australia is is that we haven't lived, and please don't take offence at this, <laughs> we haven't lived in the real world. Once you leave the shores of Australia and you go to other parts of the world, the world is different. And so we have lived in this, this blessed nation of, of Australia where we, it just, it's not like the rest of the world. But right now, we are we are feeling what the rest of the world is feeling. And and maybe this is the first time we've really felt this way, apart from the, the terrible years of, of the, the wars, we, you know, the First World War, the Second World War, that did impact our nation and, and the thousands of young Australian men that, that gave their lives for our freedom. But, see, we, we haven't lived in days of huge challenge like, like we're facing today. And I, we, we, let's not just freeze frame on that. Graham and Bernie, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Some might be confronted by that idea that, uh, you know, living in Australia, we're not living in the real world. And uh, knowing you as I do, Robin, uh, your mission activities into Southeast Asia and sometimes into very, very difficult contexts uh, shows a different sort of Christian believer who grows up with challenges 
and develop some level of resilience and you have to put your faith in God. In some sense here, uh, we may be in those days where we have to draw a little deeper. And so uh, a conversation like our conversation today, dealing with prayer issues, encourages us to actually dig a little deeper, to be able to look for those resources that are going to be uh, from God for the ability to endure. Any thoughts around that idea? Oh, absolutely. There's, um, in fact, even before, before this crisis, we started to talk about going deeper. I, I know in our own fellowship, our, our, our lead pastor, our senior pastor, um, began to talk about going deeper. And we had a sense, I, I think... There's there's an article I wrote uh, either 2019 or early 2020, again about going deeper, and uh, this is one of the great mysteries of the kingdom. You know, as you go deeper, then we go higher, um, and as we 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 dig down into the things of God, as we 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 look at our foundations, as we make sure that our foundations are strong and secure in Christ, then we're going to build bigger. And And for some who feel like a prayer life is on hold and uh, there are others who, you know, with lockdowns through the past 18 months or so have even dropped out of their local church and had difficulty even recognising a reason to reconnect, uh, this idea of resilience uh, and going deeper may actually mean a a restoration of some of those relationships. Any thoughts there for, for listeners today who may have uh, dropped out, have fallen away, just become disconnected from their local church about how the idea of uh, being a voice uh, of unity in your community may actually be a strength for your community. Any thoughts here? Yes, Neil. The, um, one of the tragedies, I think, of the COVID-19 situation is, is the closing of churches and not being able to come together. Um, and... And I don't uh, subscribe to that. That's just total conspiracy, and it's just stopping us. There, there's, there's a real health issue, and I think we need to be responsible. I think there is a time where we, we we should open, and and be allowed to open and do it properly and and do it safely. And so there is a self uh, a health issue that drives this, but at the same time, it's disconnecting people, um, and uh, when people get disconnected. Um, they become disvalued, um, not, not in the sense of from from a leadership point of view, but they disvalue themselves. They go, well, I'm not that important. It, it doesn't really matter if if I go to church or I don't. No one's going to miss me. I, I, you know, who am I? I don't have a role to play. Well, let, let me just say this, and I say it kindly, but that's a lie of the devil. Every, every individual is valuable. Every person that, are, that is a part of a local church is, is, a, is a valued and cherished member. And, and, and the enemy will speak, will whisper those lying thoughts into us. That, you know, it just doesn't matter if you don't go to church because you're not valuable. That's not true. And, and fellowship is important. That if, that if we fellowship, if, if, if we're meeting with like-minded people, it's going to strengthen us. And one of the keys to, to gathering with like-minded people is not so much saying, I want someone to help me. But we take the kingdom principle and say, what can I do to help someone else? 
And when we offer help and encouragement to someone else, that comes rushing back to us um, a hundredfold. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Sue in Underwood in Queensland. Hello, Sue. Welcome along. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. What are your thoughts, Sue? Oh, look, I just want to say that I'm just really, really encouraged, Robin, with um, the conversation that's going on. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for um, imparting and putting across um, the fact of unity and the importance of prayer and the bigger picture. And um, I find that um, sometimes uh, with different Christians uh, that you talk to, um, it seems like we nearly get so caught up with the the pettiness, uh, it seems like, of whether to get a vaccine, not to get a vaccine. I know that all these things are important, but um, to wear a mask or not to wear a mask, to the point where um, some Christian friends are actually, uh, like we've found that we've been unfriended by people, even on Facebook, even by challenging them about different situations to do with all of this um, side of things and, and some of the attitude that um, people can have about um, people that are non-Christians and um, about getting vaccines and stuff, they're saying, bang, bang, you know, that you're going to get it because you're taking the mark of the beast and all this stuff. And it's like, it's really terrible because we are here for a purpose and we need to be keeping that in mind of what, that's the forefront. This is what we're here for. And it's just like um, to have attitudes about um, non-Christians in such a point that we can be very um, discriminative towards them, if if you could put it that way, and not actually recognising the fact that the pandemic is... is, um, We're born into sin. And if people don't have Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, they are not going to be going with him to heaven after they die. And that is the big picture. And this is what we are here for. We are here to be that Christian ambassador for Christ, to be able to speak into people's lives, to be able to minister to them in such a way and show them that, hey, there's, there's a different pandemic going on that you may, may not be aware of. And this is what you need to be aware of. And this is the person that can help you. Jesus is his name. And he's the one that can bring you out of this situation for your eternal destiny, not just for here. And I just think this whole pandemic of COVID um, personally has challenged my life. And I praise God for that because I think that we can coast as Christians. um, And speaking particularly for myself, um, I thought that I was okay. But when this pandemic, it really made me look at different things and things that you think that you were, um, um, you you get challenged because it really makes you look at why are you here? What is your purpose? What, what, what are you supposed to be doing? And not just putting up with things for the sake of putting up with it. There's a higher purpose, there's a higher calling. Time's short and we need to be focused on what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm really encouraged uh, with what you've been saying and Sue, the fact of unity, the fact of prayer, it's awesome. Absolutely uh, wonderful thoughts. Robin, your response for Sue? <laughs> Well, so that's fan, that's fabulous. Um, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. You know, there's been some rejection from from people, but you know, just keep praying for them, and uh, we'll break through. Uh, I have no doubt. And, uh, and thank you for your honesty, and uh, for for sharing as you did. And um, thank you for your encouragement. I'm encouraged today because of you, Sue. So just keep pressing in, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, let, let me say this that. Um, uh, you know, the Bible says that the, the kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace, and joy 
in the Holy Spirit. And, and anything outside of that is not the kingdom. It's, it's got to fit in. It's got to be righteousness, um, uh, the righteousness, peace, and, and the joy that comes from, from living out righteousness that brings peace to our lives. That's, again, that's fundamental. Sue in Underwood in Queensland, thank you so much for your call. And at 1-800-316-316, there may be time for another call. We're running short of time. Just as Sue is sharing so eloquently there, uh, Robin, uh, I'm, yes, I'm challenged yes. by the idea. And even as Sue says, people are talking about, you know, whether it's good or bad, wearing masks and, uh, you know, the vaccination issues at hand. Is there a higher conversation that is demanded of the Christian believer to talk about these sorts of priorities we're discussing today, and if you're in a Christian uh, conversation, a conversation with other brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, to be talking about which, where's your priority for prayer here on the winning of souls, the eternal purpose. Any thoughts here about changing your conversation at levels? Oh, we've all had those conversations, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the wisdom is not allowing those conversations to be the distraction. Um, and and again, that focus when we're talking to people is is trying to bring them to that place that that where we can talk about Jesus, where we can talk about putting our faith in Him, putting our trust in Him. Um, but there's other conversations we should be having. Um, you you know me quite well, Neil, and yeah. and some of the listeners may do, but there, there are many who who don't. And, and when I'm talking about prayer. Um, there's an article written some some time ago called the, the two dot uh, the two sided coin, and and it was prayer in action. Um, to be to just to be simplistic this morning, that not only do we pray about things, but we we should be proactive in in other things and and speaking out whether it's speaking to people about Jesus or speaking about the unjustness, and, and there's so much unjustness in the world, not just this COVID thing, you know. We, we get so tied up here with COVID that we forget about all the injustice that's happening in the world and, and some of that which is being created by COVID, the, the mental health issues, the statistics that are coming out about mental health issues in young people is scary. It is just so scary. And, and youth self-harming, the, the suicide rates, the family right, violence and child abuse, you know, Sure, if we have a position where we can speak into those things, we must and bring a, a Christian viewpoint and, a, a, and, and kingdom wisdom into that. And if we can't do anything else, let's pray. Let's get before God on our knees. Let's say, God, I don't know how to fix this, but I'm putting my trust in you. God, I know that you can help fix these things and bring it through in Jesus' name. Well, lots of listeners will know that their local church has a prayer meeting this week. Uh, my encouragement is uh, find out how you can join it, uh, whether it's a Zoom prayer meeting or whether you're able to meet together. But, uh, you know, turn over a new leaf, uh, be there and be a part of your local church prayer meeting. Not only are you going to be a, a recipient of understanding the things as others pray, 
uh, you might be able to make that input into that prayer time and uh, just be a corporate gathering uh, gathered you know, in the courts of the Lord, bringing petitions for your local church, for your local community into the courts of the Lord and expectation that he is going to be delivering and bringing about, as we're talking about today, those sorts of priorities in your own local church, in your wider community. As we've been talking about today, the idea of a battle for souls as the primary battle and then a secondary battle for breakthrough and all sorts of issues around praying for leaders and praying for truth. Uh, Let me encourage you, there is an article that you'll be able to access uh, if you find the Million Praying Men website, millionprayingmen.com. That's the website. Uh, That's uh, Robin Johnson is the founder of the Million Praying Men and uh, a a conversation that, uh, that came today out of what are the battlegrounds here for the Christian in prayer and uh, you'll find that there is articles there that you can be able to uh, to access and to enjoy and then you can perhaps uh, even uh, be able to uh, connect with Robin Johnson millionprayingmen.com uh, Robin thanks so much for taking some time today to uh, just fill us in and just uh, share your heart on on issues around prayer appreciate it uh, thank you Neil and um, can I can I just finish with a, a quote that I heard recently from a doctor and um, and, and this is what she said. It's, it is time to start saving lives and get economies back on track. And, and, and I put this addition to it. Hope must always be the undertone of all our prayers, along with faith and love. Good stuff. Uh, Robin Johnson, millionprayingmen.com. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.